Welcome to the second interview for the Behind the Scenes series on Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth, presented by Don't Sue Us, Please. My name is Josh, and I'm the composer and sound designer for all of the content that you hear on Don't Sue Us, Please. This interview features our lovely voice actors from Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth. Today we have Heidi Armbruster, Sarah Bonner, and Christopher McFarlane. You'll also get interjections from me, our creative producer, Nora Barpal, and our director, Kelly Johnston. We just couldn't resist chiming in every now and then. I would also like to say that due to the COVID-19 pandemic, this interview is recorded remotely, meaning that our audio quality may not be perfect all of the time. I'd also like to add that we just love to tangent. We really get off into the woods in this interview, so I'll be your disembodied tour guide through this. We'll be cutting and weaving around to get to the best parts of this interview and hear about all sorts of things, like learning Greek and the joys of parenthood. Finally, this series wouldn't be possible without listeners like you supporting us on Patreon. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the chaos. Nora, you just tee us off. <laughs> All right. So this is our second interview for Don't Sue Us, Please, also known as DSUP, the superhero podcast. Uh, I'm Nora. I'm your creative producer and host today. Um, and this interview will be with Kelly, our director and showrunner, and three of our Hello. wonderful voice actors who we love yeah. dearly. So if you yeah. guys can each just go around and introduce yourselves briefly so that we uh, know who you are, that would be great. Kelly, you want to kick well, it off? Oh, I'm sorry. You want me to start? I beg your pardon. I, I was I was having a senior moment. Uh, I am Kelly Johnston, and I am uh, the showrunner for Don't Sue Us, Please, and the director of these episodes that we're discussing, which today are Wonder Woman, Spirit of Truth. Uh, and then I will kick it back to you, Miss Nora. Great. Uh, Christopher, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, I am Christopher McFarland. Uh, I play uh, Aries, among other roles, in the uh, podcast. Sarah? Hi, I'm Sarah Bonner, and uh, I played Artemis, Lieutenant Candy, and one of the Harpies. And Heidi Armbruster is getting back in with us. Briefly, she was here twice. Uh, Heidi? Hey, here she is! Just in time. (laughs) If you could just introduce yourself real quick. Oh. Oh no. She's in Wisconsin right now on like her family farm. And so Apparently Wisconsin uh, does not have the internet yet. Uh or, or like where she is. And so like poor I know she's really frustrated because like we get her and then we lose. Hey, wait. I, oh, oh. There oh. she is. I see her. Hey guys. Fuck. Hi. <laughs> Woo! Hey, hey. Um, sorry. You're fine. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hi. I'm Heidi Armbruster. I was in the Wonder Woman podcast, and it was fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. Tangent one, right out of the gate. We got sidetracked talking about Kelly's surprise appearance as General Kohler in the series. But instead of hearing about that for three minutes, I think you would rather hear from our voice actors. So we're going to jump right to them. Right, enough about me. Let's talk about let's talk about y'all. Yeah. So my first question for you guys is how did you even get involved in this uh, little project that we have going here? All right, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I got involved because I worked with Kelly, oh, maybe 11 years ago. <laughs> Sometime. That was, that was when it started. <laughs> and since then, we've done a number of shows together. Um, and we had not yet done any audio plays. But when they brought this to me, I really love getting to make a bunch of different characters and uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a ton of fun. Count me in. <laughs> I came by way of Wonder Woman herself, Elizabeth M. Kelly. That is um, right. So we were hanging out. She was like, do you want to do this thing? And I was like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, had you guys worked together before, Heidi? We're in a writer's group. Like, I think we were taking a... Right, we, um, yes. Yeah. Right, right, right. So we're, like, okay. playwrights together. And she had, like, written a play for you guys, I think. And um, yes. had worked with you. Mm-hmm. And so she was going to play Wonder Woman. And then I think you guys needed a, a utility female. <sighs> yes, yes, we desperately did. That, that mm-hmm. is the absolute truth. And you fucking nailed that. So utility. Yes, utility. was my... Ex- Supreme pleasure, and what a delight to go back and listen to it too. It's really fun. Yeah, that, all credit to Josh on that. What about you, Chris? Well, similar to Sarah, I've known you for some time, except uh, even longer. Eighteen years ago, you directed me in The Tempest uh, in uh, Prescott, Arizona, and oh, God. Uh, since oh, then God. we have remained. Reluctant friends and artistic partners. And, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he just came along and, and I guess he thought I was right for it. So Reluctant yes. friendship no. is the actual title of our podcast. <laughs> so lucky. Reluctant friendship. That's, 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 it's, I would say it's startling, but like that's the way it's usually described with me. It's a, friend, it's a reluctant friendship. Hey, listeners, I'm back. We went on another tangent. This one about The Tempest by Shakespeare a play that Kelly has directed about a billion times. Instead of hearing about that play, we thought you'd want to hear about our own work. So let's jump to that. So next question. Did you guys read Wonder Woman or like know a lot about it before you recorded? Were you guys Wonder Woman fans? Did you guys like binge all the movies? Did you watch it growing up? Like any of those kinds of things? Did you just end up in this project not knowing Wonder Woman? Um yeah, I was I was pretty un, unfamiliar. I would say. I mean, I, I knew like most sort of uh, sort of Americans that 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 that, that was like a archetypal. Uh, she was an archetypal superhero in the same way that I mean, I knew as much about her as I knew about Superman or Batman or, or any of those people. I, I, I it wasn't necessarily my um, uh, nerdiness of choice when I was when I was wee, but uh, most of my friends were into comics, and so it was sort of around and and. Uh, yeah, so I was loosely familiar. I wouldn't say that I've read a, I, I had read a, a graphic novel or whatever, a comic or, or anything. I was, uh, I was pretty unfamiliar. <laughs> uh, well, I, I enjoy superhero movies. Don't read any of the comics. Don't really know that much. But um, I, I just, I decided it was a good thing. 
took it for, uh, you know, giving giving a fresh perspective and just getting to do what I heard and not being, you know, have anything else coming into my head from uh, from other things. Um, but I, I can justify most things. So, you know, well, I love that. <laughs> I, I love the justification and the fact that you can justify anything. I deeply fond of both of those qualities. Listeners, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Heidi's call quality was suboptimal during this whole thing. Her connection just wasn't great. So we lost her from time to time, meaning that the audio that she also sent us was also out of sync. There are some portions of this interview where Heidi delivers amazing answers that we just don't have, unfortunately. At this moment in the interview, there was a beautiful tangent about underoos and cows delivering internet. It makes as much sense now as it did then. Our next dropping point is talking about how Greek myth was involved in the Wonder Woman canon and how that surprised some of our actors. I will say that that, that though I was uh, super unfamiliar with the Wonder Woman myth, I I, I did, uh, I was pleasantly excited to see that so much Greek uh, and Roman myths had found their way at, or were always there as part of this uh, this comic franchise. As a boy, I mean, I was talking about nerddoms, like I, I was super into mythology, like as a little kid. So that aspect of it was really, it was really fun for me. I, I like that too, actually, not knowing a lot before I started is I was super into like the Greek and Roman mythology as well. And like, that's such a cool element that's brought in. Yeah, I'm back sooner than normal. I know Heidi delivered a great answer about Greek myth and then asked about the origins of hero archetypes within Wonder Woman. We're going to jump in on Kelly's answer right now. Um, well, the, the, the resident experts uh, to answer that would be Matthew and John to be brutally honest but it's not it's not unheard of like hawkman they tie back to the egyptian pantheon um isn't like thor and loki they're tied to norse thor is that that's the the aesir the gods of the the norse so like it's not a new idea to time and even shazam or captain marvel who is actually a personal favorite of mine you know like his name is this anagram of you know solomon and hercules and Zeus and Apollo and Mercury that that combine to give him all of these powers and so yeah superheroes tend to have like there's like basically I think this is right four archetype myths that that start there's they're an alien they're supernaturally bound in some way they come from uh they're a mutant uh, of some kind or they're a simple regular human who has trained themselves up to be the per- peak of perfection. That's generally, generally superheroes break into like one of those four archetypes. And and I'm certain I'm saying this and Matthew and John are going to be like, no, he's wrong. And here's why. <laughs> but that's my understanding. So um, it's a little atypical, um, but not, not unheard of. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I like how in our version, actual Greek made it in. Yes. Yeah. yeah you had to speak it. Yeah. You're the only one that had to speak it too. Like yeah. we, didn't even, we didn't even stick that on Heidi. Nope. <laughs> I know, right? You're util- you had a utility woman. And, and like, you know, but you did a great job. Like it's not like, and I mean this because one of the things that we debated really hard was because in the movie you put subtitles. It's, right. it's straightforward. But with an audio, there is no subtitling. So then it really boils down to, okay, can we convey the meaning of what is happening between the intention that you're playing and 
whatever response. And the response. Yeah. And yeah. you did it. Like it was it was it was always very clear. It, that it like early on once we listened to it, it was never a case of like, oh, well, what the hell does that mean? Like so good job. Like well done. You handled ancient Greek very aptly, I thought. Well, thanks to um it was uh wasn't it Stavros? We had him record it. Mm. That's so I, right. Yeah, so I just I listened to, oh my to God. him do it Sorry. on repeat in my ear. Sorry, and- <laughs> Stavros was the composer that we worked with on The Tempest because the Ariels actually sang a couple of the songs and we got this guy in who did, he did music for the whole play, but he composed and he was lovely guy, like just the sweetest guy. Um, and he was Greek. In fact, he moved back to Crete, I think, oh, a cool. while ago. Um but he, that's right. Uh, we got him to do actually the recordings yeah. so that you could copy that. I'd forgotten that. That's very cool. Yeah. And way back, you know, way back in college, I, I did take an accents class and new IPA. But as that's long gone from my head, I was I was looking back over the script to be like, what did I write? And I mean, my my notes on how to pronounce this shit was just, <laughs> they were just I mean... <laughs> They were really interesting. <laughs> but um, yeah, of course, me listening to the recording of it, the, the, the final recording of it, mm-hmm. it's, it's obvious to me which words I hated having to say. <laughs> but, oh, wow. Sure, sure. But you know, it, that, I mean, that's because it was I, that was the part that I had to work on the most. Everything else, it's like worst case scenario. We're, you know, it's it's an audio recording. We're just sitting there looking at our script. It's not like you're going to go up on a line. But if I went up on how to pronounce that, it was like, oh man, <laughs> no way around it. Um, so yeah, it was it was interesting listening now. You know, whatever two years after after recording it and going, three, ooh, three years. <laughs> oh yeah, howdy listeners. We went on a long tangent about the passing of time and how long it was that we've known each other. And how long it's been since we've recorded this series. We were supposed to say what our favorite character to play was. Instead, we went on a 15-minute tangent about time. I'm sure you can hear the irony. I'm going to skip us forward to the actual answers for that question. I think now, repeat, now repeat the question. I promise not to cackle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like crying now. Uh, okay. Uh, who is your favorite character that you played? Uh, why? And what was your favorite scene? Hmm. Well, that's good. Well, I, I will just say for me, it was, you know, Kohler. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what about you, Josh? Soldier B? Soldier B scene? You know, so I've done, I spent a lot of time with these characters and, you know, it's weird for me to put faces to like the voices that I've heard a lot, mm-hmm. but I will just say sure. the dynamic performance of Soldier B. At the Inspiring. Ooh, we we're nothing if we're not shameless bluggers. <laughs> shameless self promoters. All right, I'm gonna. I'll just. I'll call Soldier him out. Soldier B was definitely. Uh, it was just such a. It, he was a wonder. Sarah, how about you? What, what, um, what was it for you? So I feel like on stage, I often play really strong characters. So I really enjoyed getting since I had to make them so different. Getting to play Etta, I think she was my favorite character to play because I just got to play her as a complete. As a, she sounded like a complete ditz, but then when you actually listen to the substance of what she was saying, she was pretty darn with it. Um, so I really like her her intro scene where she's just like, you know, telling her superior officer <laughs> off when she, and, and then being like, "I'm gonna stay. You can't make me leave." Um, 
yeah, I think I think that was my favorite scene with her. Tangent time, listeners. Sarah Bonner is a total badass, and we went on a long tangent talking about her previous works with Kelly. We didn't think it was pertinent for this interview, so we're going to leave it out and go straight to Chris's answer. Well, I mean, Ari's, I had, the, the, you know, so much to do. And it was, so, like I said, I, I'm into mythology. Getting getting a sort of big scene-chewy role like that was, was you know, awesome. But uh, in terms of the scene that I actually liked, I, I, I'm sorry, I don't remember the, the name of the soldier that you killed, um, uh, Kelly, but that sort of that, that lead up to the, the scene where, where Kohler kills. Um, yeah. Yeah, the the soldier. The, the soldier. Yeah. Kohler murders his guard. Yeah, what's his... I don't remember if he has a name uh, he's, or if he's, he's like... He's Corporal something. Corporal, yeah. yeah something yeah, something I, about I, a, a lead, leading into that was, you know, his his sort of vulnerability and his faith in his commander. And, you know, that, that, that turn was... Um, I guess because most of the recording I was playing someone who was sort of non-human and was sort of like, uh, you know, doing all this big stuff. It was nice to kind of zero in on like just a real human, just sort of you know, not understanding yeah, what's going on around him. And-, <laughs> and the setup in that is the setup in that is so nice because like, do you have a wife? Do you have kids? Yeah. Like Kohler yeah. is prepping him up, you know, so that it's even more tragic when, when he gets turned on. Yeah. So yeah, no, nice. that's yeah. a nice moment. You see, I thought Kohler was just doing him a favor because he then says, "I'll make sure I tell your wife that you were the last thing you were." She was. She was the last it's, thing you were thinking about. It's, I was it's, like, that was it's also. I mean, like it is like it's a very very small like sort of kind of nice thing that Kohler does. You know, like I'm gonna kill you, but I'm gonna make right. it as pleasant for you as I can. Right. He's like, I know I have to kill you, so at least at least I'll make your last thoughts pleasant. About, about yeah, about about your wife while you're you know choking on your own blood. Sort of a tell tell me tell me about the rabbits, Lenny. Tell me about the rabbits. Yeah, it, no, it really is. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would, dude. You would know that was yeah. uh, you played him. I did. Yeah. I did play Lenny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you played oh. Lenny. I remember that. Yeah, he was so good. Oh my god, that was good. Heidi, uh, do we have yeah. you back? How about you? What's the question? Oh, uh, Nora. <laughs> uh, who is the fa- your favorite character that you played, and why? And also, what was your favorite scene? Oh, Harpy's hands down. Harpy's all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where that voice came from. Someplace deep inside my vagina, I think, and it was totally. I had a great time being a harpy. The harpies are hysterical to me. As just like a person who like, I spent so much time at the beginning with just like, you know, there's no like sound design or room tones or music going on. So like, and this is pretty much the first thing that happens um, in that episode. So when I clicked open like the raw like stems of all of this, (laughs) and I am... Like, I'll go through to, like, check everybody's voices. So I'll go through each stem. So when I go through all three of the harpies, and what I heard is what I heard. I just kind of sat there, you know, quietly in my apartment by myself with my headphones on. Just like, okay. (laughs) This This is good. Another tangent. This time it's my fault. I accidentally told a story that is in another interview that will be appearing soon. We'll save that story for the next interview. The following answers are for the final question of our interview. The question is, who is your Wonder Woman? Uh, let's go with Heidi. Heidi seemed excited Yay. about the question. Let's go with Heidi. Yay. The question is intense. I was like, what kind of answer do I give? Do I say something like something obscure and sort of intelligentsia like Martha Gellhorn? Or do I say something like 
you know, like Ooh. Robin Wright Penn, just circle back around to how awesome that made me feel. Ah. But I think like immediately you said the question and then my mother came into my mind. But my mom was like, my mom passed away 13 years ago, but she was like single mom, three teenagers, cancer diagnosis, and her mother had Alzheimer's. And she ended up starting her own business, which was it ended up being a, a 16 bed memory care facility. Like she took so many lemons and made such a fucking amazing lemonade cocktail. Like she just really was a survivor. And I think like superhero against all odds. I don't talk about her that much, that much anymore. But yeah, she was really fucking Wonder Woman. <laughs> Top that. I, that. I mean. Yeah, there, we should have had you go last. And just drop that mic. All right, so <laughs> good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, right, you're Nora. gonna you're gonna flip flop these, right? When, when... <laughs> so, <laughs> you guys, it's just because right. she's Josh dead. Come on, if she were alive, I already have been yeah. like, That's not fair. True I get this. extra credit points because she's dead. Just pretend she's alive and that's yes. the cold open. <laughs> Nora, who's next? Uh, let's go with Sarah. Hmm. So the first person that popped into my head was my sister. Um, for whatever reason, it you know it, the people I know are, are going to uh, usually come to mind first for things. Um, she she's two kids. She's uh, she's an aeronautical engineer. She's she's super freaking smart, and she also runs their house like, which I find really amazing. Basically when, um, when she had my first niece, my brother-in-law was traveling a lot for work. And so, you know, for most of, you know, at least half of every month, she was a single mom and and I'd come and help her sometimes. And she was just like a force of nature. She'd work full time and somehow get everything done. And I, I feel like something must happen when you become a mother and like somehow you make the impossible possible. Uh, because, you know, they get the amount of stuff done that you know, I think I'm a pretty darn productive person, <laughs> but it just isn't, it's just next level. I think when you become a mom, um, and it's been really cool. She, she's my big sister. Really. It's, been, it's been really neat watching her, her grow as a mom and, and keep her career, um, going, which is just something she always wanted and, and, um, and do both. So, yeah. What's her name? Her name's Amy. A-M-I-E, the, nice. the unusual way to spell it. That's right. That's right it is. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I miss her dearly. I know everyone misses their family during all of this. My, My entire, entire, and this, this, this is the part you can be like, nah, nah, Sarah went off on a tangent. Like a true fortune teller, Sarah predicted the tangent ahead. What she could not have predicted was that her tangent lasted for only two minutes, while Nora, Kelly, and myself riffed on that for another 20 minutes. I can assure you that almost none of it was important information. Let's get to the final answer of this interview. Christopher? Gosh, I mean, I <laughs> I tend to think most women I know are wonder women. I, I think women are just fucking extraordinary. Oh. I think, the, the, you know, the, the, at least in my life, the amount of strength and resiliency that the women have shown. I mean, my great-grandmother was the matriarch of the family, and she was just an extraordinary woman, as was my grandmother, as is my mother, as is my wife. I'm... You know, I mean, I, you know, there are there are ways in which I think, well, the, the the individual strengths of my mom don't exactly match up to Wonder Woman per se, although she is a wondrous woman.
woman. Um, if I the, the very I mean honestly the very first thought I had was Liz Warren is my Wonder Woman, but sure. um, uh, you know there are so many examples, uh, and I think uh, probably three of them are on this uh, conversation right now of uh, strong, extraordinary women in the world and in my life, and I'm I'm just I'm, I'm you're all great. That's lovely. Yeah, I, was, I, was like, I, was like, I know Josh and I are on the list. I don't know who the third one is. No, I was in, I was including myself. I'm sorry. Did, did I not <laughs> and once again, the patriarchy upstages what was happening. It was really, it was really, yeah. The Wonder Woman on this call are really Kelly, Christopher, and Josh. Let's be honest. <laughs> That's awful. I really want that to now be like a low. Can you guys like take a picture in Wonder Woman costumes for me to use as like marketing material? The yeah. three of you in Wonder I Woman costumes. Totally put on I've got a golden lariat back here, so we should be. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm, we got a tiara right here. I awesome. know. I feel it, sh- it shouldn't be that hard, right? <laughs> if you can do wing noises, Josh, you can. Make you can do anything. That's true. You can wear those yeah, boots right. and that mini skirt. <laughs> Oh man, this derailed so quickly. I love it. Uh, <laughs> it was such a touching moment for a minute. Um, way to go, Josh. For, for a minute. Thanks, Josh. Uh, great. Uh, I mean, do, do Kelly and Josh wanna wanna throw out theirs? Josh, say Tina. You have to say Tina. I, I could contractually. I do have to say Tina. My my mom, uh, who I love dearly. I, I, we love Tina. Uh, I am currently, well, currently I'm at my dad's house, but, um, I'm currently living with Tina as, uh, gestures at everything. Um, so I'm currently in Colorado living with my parents, you know, the same thing Daria talked about. And my mom is just incredible. You know, she started her own business multiple times is trying to figure out how to run a business in this whole crazy thing she sponsored one of our episodes we um, love tina woo. she's become yeah. a very big part yeah, of this tina's, podcast tina's accidentally great. on her part tina's a gem tina's we, and yeah she's 100 percent my wonder woman all right kelly you've had time to decide now yeah i've been i've been i, I actually I, as, as embarrassed as i am to admit it i actually have to echo what chris said um my life has been extraordinary full of extraordinary women. Um, and it, it, I mean, my grandmother, who was the matriarch of my father's family, she had 16 children. And my grandfather, I never knew my grandfather on that side. It was always my grandmother. And she, uh, you know, my she was the matriarch of the family. And then my mother, my father passed away when I was 13. So my mother was the matriarch of my immediate family. Um, and, uh, you know, and my wife, Miss Kent is extraordinary, uh, and, and, uh, wonderful and terrifying. Um, but if I actually had to choose, I, I would have to split it between my two daughters. Um, uh, my, my, my oldest Christy just switched jobs in the middle of the pandemic and she works in hospitality, which is a field right now where no one's hiring and yet she got a damn job, which blows me away. She, she walked over to a better situation. Um, she's about to get married. Um, and she's starting out and, and, you know, at, uh, I'm terribly proud of her. And then my youngest Laurel, um, is finishing up school in Arizona and, um, 
they both she she was on the dean's she she made the dean's list this semester she got straight a's um and in fact she's the one that decided to go uh take a year off between high school and college and do americorps and and do service because she didn't know what she wanted to do and i want to be a hundred percent clear this was her idea it would never even occur to me to suggest it um and my daughter was like no i think you know i want to see what's up and 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 it blows me away. It blows me away how smart they are. It blows me away how much, how much they have together, um, and how ironically hopeful. And I say ironic because I, I feel like I should be the one trying to inspire them. But instead, they are hopeful for what the future brings and what they can get done. And it, it knocks me out. It, it blows me away. So, you know, that the, the, those would be mine. Oh, I love that. Yeah, of course. Sure. Um, yeah, just echoing everyone else I do. I'm very lucky to have so many strong women in my life. Um, right now, like I said, I'm taking care of my grandma. Um, she was diagnosed during all of this with stage four cancer. Um, so we've been living with her and taking care of her and against all odds. Um, she's, you know, my grandma and 70 ish in there. I don't know her real age. She never tells me. But in her 70s, uh, and she is recovering at, like, alarmingly fast rates where they're like, oh, my God, is this, are you, how are you okay? Um, And just, like, has been so positive through all of it and making sure all of her grandkids are are okay with everything um, and has been worried about everyone else and how they're coping with it uh, rather than herself. So um, that's been just so incredible and so fortunate to um, have her positivity during everything and to see her um, getting better has been so, so lovely. And this um, is the last one, I swear. We riffed on parenthood for another 10 minutes. While touching and wholesome, this interview was going to be eight hours long. We're going to roll into the final sequence now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, thanks for listening to another episode of us just talking uh god they're gonna kick us off of our own show kelly Um, i think you should i think we should both be banned we should be banned from talking uh but thanks for listening if anyone is still with us at this point um who knows we might have no one uh but thanks so much uh and we've so enjoyed getting to hear from the three of you not counting you or kelly uh josh so please don't say thank you again uh, the other three people that we actually really appreciated listening to today. Um, <laughs> that's the part that people will like. They'll, they they could do without Kelly and me getting involved, I think. Uh, but we're so grateful to you guys. It's been so cool to, to hear from you. Chris and Heidi, it's so good to see you again. Sarah, it was so nice to meet you. Um, as we've all said during all of these, uh, and I'm sure everyone else is saying, I, I hope we can all eventually get together in person and I, we can actually meet you as the cast. Um, instead of just hearing your voices, uh, you know, that would be great. You guys are absolutely lovely. We've just just enjoyed this insight so much. You guys are such funny people. And uh, yeah, thank you. And if you have not checked us out uh, and somehow randomly listened to this episode of the podcast <laughs> to this point, okay. I'm so you concerned. You really should check out the actual podcast <laughs> itself. I'm just it's so delightful. concerned about you as people if you've made it here. Um, but yeah, you should check out the real thing we do. 
uh, that's cool, and that is Don't Sue Us, Please, also known as DSUP, the superhero podcast. Uh, check out our sound design. Check out these lovely humans doing some amazing, incredible things um, and building a world for us that uh, is just incredible. So, yeah, thank you guys so much. Thanks for listening to another interview from the Behind the Scenes series for Wonder Woman Spirit of Truth, presented by Don't Sue Us, Please. This interview featured Josh Wilson, Heidi Armbruster, Nora Barpal, Kelly Johnston, Sarah Bonner, and Chris McFarlane. You can find us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the superhero podcast and on all social media at the superhero podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>